Retro Anime. How did we find it? How does it hold up? Unpacking the ins and outs of being an old school nerd, and proving that 80s kids can't remember a damn thing right. These are the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd. Welcome to Mindless Midlife Musings of the Anime Nerd. I'm Rick, and with me as always on the panel are Brian, Victor, and Lynette. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Yo! Hello! Joining us today is a very special guest. We've got Angel. Hi, Angel. Say hi, Angel. Say hi. Hi, Angel. There you go. Well done. It's going to be a great <laughs> show. Uh, <laughs> A little backstory on today's episode, actually a little foreword on today's episode. Uh, the subject matter we're going to be discussing is uh, adult in nature. Uh, some of the shows and anime we'll be mentioning uh, feature things like uh, violent acts against women, rape, uh, murder, uh, snuff, all the bad things. Um, so if you're sensitive to any of this subject matter, I maybe just kind of skip this episode. We'll put notes in the show description for um, any sort of hotlines and things like that that you know might be necessary uh, after we go through it all. Uh, it's just a precautionary thing. I just want to let everybody know up front that today on Mindless Midlife Musings, we're going to be talking about porn. And not just any porn, but Japanese animated porn in Japan. It's just Japanese animated porn. But here in the West, we've given it a name. We've sort of uh, wrapped it up in a nice little bow and categorized it under the name hentai. A name in Japan, which simply means pervert. Uh, but over here, it signifies an entire genre, uh, an entire subculture of animation that centers on pornographic uh, content. Now, initially, when we were going to do this show, our goal was to talk about a specific anime. Uh, we had selected cool devices to start with. And um, as we started reviewing the show and, and, and re-watching it, uh, as we do for all of these, uh, it became pretty clear that the content was very extreme. Would we agree? And awful. Yes. Right. It did, it did not age well at all. So uh, the collectively, we started looking into other other uh, hentai films that we could watch. So we ventured into other titles, uh, just distributed amongst ourselves here. And collectively, we found out that they're all pretty damn bad. They're all pretty horrible. And, and we're not saying this from uh, the Puritan of we are all churchgoers and we're... Right, yeah. We're saying this that... This is shit that we don't even want. Right. Yeah. Look, we we grow up and watch pornography. I we I watch Bang Bus. I watch all, but I cannot support these. And I think it's it, it's it's really hard to watch. You know, from a romantic avenue, even from a Western pornography, you know, uh, angle. I and and yeah, Brian, you're right to bring it up. I I absolutely agree with you. This is we're not Puritans. We're not. Sitting over here banging our Bibles and, and bitching about, you know, this is we understand that and enjoy sex uh, and pornography in various forms. It's it just has nothing to do with that. What it has to do is with the, the content of the character, as it were. Um, this as a product, 
pornography is, you know, it's titillating. It's supposed to arouse you. It's supposed to get you in the mood, so to speak. And as teenagers, right? And this is this is what we do, right? We're going to talk about it like this. So in the late 80s and the early 90s, we're entering our teenage years. Puberty has hit us pretty hard. And as anybody who's ever entered puberty knows, everything works when you're in puberty, right? It doesn't matter what it is. It's the, the Sears catalog. It works, right? So, and for those of you who are young, a catalog is a magazine that would come to your home via the mail. And anyway, the point is that it didn't take much as a teenager. All for the races. <laughs> right. So, like, it just didn't. So, um, having access to this material, you know, whatever, doesn't matter. It's for teenagers. We're going to be sneaky and we're going to get our porn. But now, as adults, midlife adults, um, coming back to this product again after having uh, lived a few years, got a couple behind us, you find that the material doesn't have the substance that you once thought it did. It's probably the best way I can describe it. I just think it has way more than we bargained for. Right. I, I think that, I, I, I remember the first time I heard of Cool Devices. Sure. And it had this wonderful cover that was basically saying, don't open this cover. Even this cover is too much for you. <laughs> oh shit, I wanna open that cover. Right. And when you open the cover, you're like, this is what I'm going to be getting. Oh, it's not censored. <laughs> and and as a teenager, you're like, yeah, I'm in. Like, like it didn't take, as we established, it did not take much. <laughs> you were ready to go. If, if you really think about it, it was either this or your scramble channels of cable. Yeah, you were. If you didn't have this, you were trying to decipher what the scrambled playboy channel was because your old man didn't want to foot the money for it I'm like is that a belly button or a nipple i'm not really sure but it's still working for me because i'm 13 years old and it doesn't matter uh that's just the male sex drive so i guess we should probably take a minute to maybe talk about some of the first hentai we ever experienced i think yurutsuki doji is probably the most infamous of these right yeah. it, it came out early 90s ish the Blue Girl was another one that was um, right around that same time. Yeah. And and it wasn't so much like, you know, when you're like I said, it doesn't take much. So you're a teenager, you're watching these shows and it's it's arousing to you as a teenager because you're watching porn. <laughs> but then coming back to this as an adult, you realize that you're not watching porn. You're watching you're watching rape. You're watching um torture you're watching segregation you're watching all the wrong lessons of bdsm you could possibly be watching yeah and and to be clear this is we are not here to kink shame you know if you're into the bdsm lifestyle then good on you man that's awesome but it's the wrong lessons that you would be learning exactly yeah you're not learning the right way that that entire subculture works you're learning the most horrible vilified version of how that lifestyle might be if you problem with 50 shades of gray mm -hmm. you will be enraged watching let's say 50 shades of gray is your everything you know about the bds from lifestyle if you are not in it or not right if you 
quash that thinking that this is what it is and then come to find out you're watching what's happening in these videos, it's completely worse and for all the wrong reasons. Right. Yeah. I, I uh, should get a little specific. So uh, specifically, this was we're talking about cool devices. When we started with cool devices, and I am, again, I should be clear, I'm not asking you to burn books here, man. You want to get off porn as your jam? Good on you. It works for all of us, too. This particular series is what started off this whole conversation. And you start with episode one, and it's a little rapey. It's a lot of BDSM stuff going on. And you're like, okay. And then it just gets more violent and more torturous. And then you're moving into slavery. And then you move into what can only be amounted to as cult snuff films by around episode four. That's episode five. Yeah. And you still have seven more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like we're in the U.S. It's mostly just sex. You know, some of the stuff you get in animated porn and anti, it's everything that you could possibly think of for the better and significantly worse. Yeah, and I don't know, and I'm sure somebody in the know can let us know, but I don't know how projects get greenlit, how these things happen, but, but it is... It was. It's a little. Looking back on it now, with a midlife lens, you think to yourself, "Who thought this was a good idea to make and produce?" Right. And then, and at the same time, I'm not judging. I was a teenager when I obtained a lot of this, so I was definitely not their demo. But who was it for, if not a pubescent male person? And if it was for a male pubescent person, what are you? teaching male pubescent person because i realize that all of us are relatively well-adjusted human beings but you put this kind of material in the wrong hands and you're teaching the wrong kinds of lessons in general right well back then we didn't have the internet so people had to actually buy these things so right no a lot of this we fell into in I'm guessing, I'm guessing the money was there i guess Well, then you also have to consider that there are certain, um, and I'm taking this off of a convention that I went to where they had the same exact conversation, that there are some fetishes that are actually dangerous to the human body that hentai allows for that expression. Sure. And that's safe consumption, right? Okay, I see see the point. That's a good argument. Yes, because banging demons is definitely a dangerous fetish. Well, every time I try it, it (laughs) just goes wrong. Uh, but no, but I know, you know what you're talking about. There's things like the stretch impalement. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's things about um, being eaten type in mm-hmm. things. Um, air blow- bloating, you know, where they pump mm-hmm. air into your body. Right. Those are very dangerous fetishes to have. They so are. having yes. hentai allows for someone to experience the bloating, the impalement, the eating, without actually damaging themselves and other people. Now, I'm not saying, now I'm not saying that all of it is good, but it allows for right. you to have that type of fetish, sure. that type of drive and desire as an adult. Yeah. I should qualify that as an adult so that you can experience that and have your, your desire satisfied in that way. But as with porn, as with all sorts of porn, it's not for everyone. So yeah, no, I, I get it. And I, I, I see what you're saying there. I, I agree. And I don't own this. So I'm going to basically oh, say that that comes from a convention where we had to learn about it. And believe me, I got to watch some of those. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't shame you if you did. It, 
<laughs> but my, I think, I think the the issue that I noticed in in watching a lot of these, in, in watching uh, cool devices, Yudotsuki Doji, Venus Five, in watching La Blue Girl, or uh, any like just a myriad of these older titles, is that it's never consensual. Mm-hmm. It's always violent, and and sometimes they just kill the woman when they're done. And I think that was my cool devices because we were working our way through that as well but to take the what was perceived to be the innocent which would be typically the virgin or the younger um teenager off the beach rape her and then literally discard her Mm, like trash yeah yeah and then go find another one and that was you're talking about not just one person but it was a gangbang Mm-hmm. you know, tortured and tormented and then completely just murdered or discarded like trash that. Yes. Yes. Angel. And, and broken. I want to be clear, broken. Like the, the intent was to break this woman of all will and then be bored with her and then dispose of her. And, and look, I, again, it's, I understand BDSM. It's not like I'm ignorant to what it is. It's not my lifestyle, but I, I know enough about it to know that it's consensual, right? There is a, a there's a, a systematic approach to this where everybody agrees to the terms before things get fun. And and this, that particular product, Cool Devices, uh, took, stripped away that very important part of the relationship. The consensual part. Right. And and just just sort of toss that aside. That's a little side. Like, we don't need that bit. It's not to say that things like it wasn't animated well. Yeah, yeah, some of it was very well animated. That's, but I don't know. It's it, and somebody else can feel free to chime in on this. It just it, it, it that that title alone made us stop and go okay, and they're upfront about it. It's an infamous anthology, you know, series depicting violent sexual behavior such as bondage and rape, and and it's in disturbing detail. No, but BD then has. There, there's not safe words per se, but there's green, yellow, and red when things are getting too intense or when it's outside of the comfort zone. You know, there is a recovery period after you've seen in BDSM. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that plays a factor and causes that romantic connection to the person that they're having that experience with. All of that was stripped away. I mean, you also have... Um... They are combining two multiple lifestyles into one BDSM. You know, more often than not, if you're if it's highly possible that if you're in BDSM, you're not really a swinger. I mean, that that's possible where right. you can just be completely into BDSM and not ever have to do anything sexual in nature. And man, there was one episode where you're talking about slave slave girl, yeah, and she's being whipped. And then start having sex with her. Mm-hmm. That was such a violation. You know, now again, it's an extreme. And and to be fair, a cool devices sells itself as the extreme. Yes. Like that's it's their whole elevator pitch. It's like we're gonna show you the shit nobody else wants to show you. I get that. I do. And I'm not I'm not trying to to bring that down, but it is uh if it were the only instance of it, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. We just would have picked a different hentai. 
But let's say we took we did pick a different hentai. What did we pick next? We pick uh, Venus Five. All right. Well, now we got schoolgirls getting uh, captured and uh, raped, and uh, not discarded, but insinuated that they will be once completed. So it's like, okay, well, that's two. What else do we got? So you pick up another title. You pick up like a little blue girl or like, like a night shift nurses. And, and it's, it becomes apparent that the, the fetishes that these anime are, are created from are definitely male driven. No question about that. Uh, but they're also not, maybe not the healthiest. Definitely not. That's the word. Like, it, from the sample of what we had, if we were talking about from a vintage level of, uh, of, of a vintage category of the anime that we were watching, there were so many unhealthy, um, like for instance, the whole, the trope of, he's not my brother, but we were raised together and I call him brother. Right, right. The incest, uh, the incest angle. I, yeah, I mean, that's, whole- there's a lot of that incest porn out there. Go ahead. Sorry. No, but there, but we were just looking for just just a regular guy meets girl. Let's see what goes from here. Yeah. It's more prevalent now, but clearly back in when we say they sent us anything they wanted to send us, they sent it to us and we gobbled it up. And that that I think that's you know, we've talked about this in a couple other episodes, but for those who may have decided, you know, hentai was where they wanted to start with us, it's, you know, it was in the late 80s and early 90s, bringing stuff over, we established in other episodes, is that is that they had to pick the most wild and extreme thing they could because they wanted to stand out from the rest of the pack because they wanted to, they didn't want to be heavy metal. They didn't want to be a Ralph Bakshi. They didn't want to be any of those. They want to be Fritz the Cat. They didn't want to be any of that. They wanted... This is not your dad. Right. They wanted to stand out. So they sent over the most extreme things they could think of. And and again, this as an adult watching this stuff, fine. Knock yourself out. But the reality is, and everybody should, you know, needs to just... Let's, let's call a spade a spade. This kind of stuff is hitting late teens, teens maybe early 20s right and and it's yeah i don't again i'm not trying to be a puritan here but it really is not communicating the best message on on how these kinds of lifestyles are you just how to just maneuver through your sexual exploration right as you're growing as a young adult into this man we could have learned something and i'm glad that we are the wonderful people that we are right now but well-rounded individuals we become uh because yeah, yeah i mean I, i'm not gonna lie i had a lot this, of this stuff <laughs> this could have been bad <laughs> yeah the question then goes to what happened right how did we get from this extreme right and, and i do i do mean the extreme it's you know whether or not you agree with us that it shouldn't exist or not i'm not even saying it shouldn't exist i'm saying like maybe let's include other things as well. Let's not have every title that comes out in America of you know Japanese animated pornography be some girl gets raped to death. Let's let's try mixing it up. Let's try having you know I don't know anything else. How did we get from that to where we are today? I mean I would argue, and you can help me out that 
by today's standards, there is a wider variety of this material. If you're into adult films and pornography, you can find animated versions of almost any scenario. But I still think, and this is just my two cents, it still seems like it's rarer and that you're more likely to find the rapey stuff than you are to find the consensual stuff. Am I wrong? I think nowadays, this is from me browsing the hentai section at Otakon and conventions like that, is they categorize it a little bit different. You you start to have like the niche, you know? Mm. Um, I have a feeling things like cool devices would probably be under extreme. Mm. Sure. Oh, yeah. You know, and put into like a back corner um, so that only specific people who were interested in that would be there. But I, I, I feel like... Um, yes, it's still there. It's there's no there's no um, vocal consent in a lot of these. A lot of it is more uh, body action, which we all know is not vocal consent. So put that out sure. there. A lot, yes. <laughs> a lot yeah. of it is facial feature. A lot of it is the eyes, because mm-hmm. um, as you know, with anime, it's a lot with the eyes. But again, it is not vocal consent, so can always be confused. It yeah. It's to an impressionable youth, it can it can certainly lead to the wrong ideas of what a healthy relationship should be. Yeah, and a lot of them tended to were always the oh no means yes until it actually does mean yes, and it's like that's not how exactly how it works. No, you end up a you know quick trip to jail. <laughs> like the, there's a huge trope that or using the word trope, but they're the characteristics that they do, and it's it it. it, it annoys the hell out of me is the embarrassed girl don't look at it and then that's not the way this is supposed to work yeah. you know if you're embarrassed if you're embarrassed that's not it that's ew. the whole blushing mm-hmm. never blush it, it's it's the combo of i'm shy but i'm enticing all at the same time and that right. and for anybody who is younger or impressionable that that's a confusion there right. you know I agree. I think that that's, I think that's really what this is all about. I don't, I don't, and, uh, let's, I'm going to come at it from the other side. I'm going to come at it from the argument of, well, this stuff exists so that it doesn't have to exist in any other way, right? Like people who say that we, we make this stuff so that people don't act on this stuff, you know, that, that whole preventative, uh, approach to things as well. If they don't, like you were kind of how you were saying earlier, Lynette. It's yeah, like, well, the you know, the, fetishes. Yeah, yeah, the extreme fetishes stuff. It's like, well, you know, I, I have this fetish about wanting to, you know, be eaten. So I'm going to watch this rather than actually do it. And I understand that argument, but I'm not entirely convinced that it's the valid argument, especially for oh, no. something as simple as consent. Yeah, and it really isn't. I mean, if you try, and it's like, I only know this from, you know, previous you know, government work. It's just in the dark parts of the internet, you know, these fetishes still, you know, they exist wholeheartedly and people pay for them. And it's, it, it, it's, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, right. you know, it's like, yeah, sure. Th- this stuff exists so that, you know, people that actually have these fetishes or kinks or whatever have an outlet. And it's like, the problem is it only goes oh so far because, you know, the legitimate versions actually do exist. And it's like, where's the limit right where's the right. limit where's the oh, line limit. where's the where's the crossover you know what i'm saying like for instance where's the pokemon of hentai 
where's the stuff that <laughs> the good parts of it? Where does that exist? Uh, where do you the episode where it's not too much, or you know, I think when you're even looking at uh, Crunchyroll, there are really playful. It's like, oh my god, she's showing her underwear, sure. or they fan uh, service. Okay, there's that. Yeah, well, it's fan service. I get it. Yeah, so you have from that's over here, no. and cool devices and rate rate is over here. Where is this stuff that's in between? It does. That's yeah. That's kind of what I was getting at earlier. Is like I don't I don't see enough of that to feel like it's represented. And maybe that's by design. Maybe they're like, you know what? We don't need to make that because if people want to watch that, they watch they watch live action porn. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I, you, they try to play it off in, in Venus. I mean, there is no consent in that one either. But yeah. with that one, they had some some funny moments. Yes. You know, like I like Cat, the cat. I have <laughs> yes. no idea. <laughs> you, know, you know, and then yeah. the goddess, you know. So they tried to, to bring in a middle ground, but um, it wouldn't come over especially in an age of consent it's well then and then we watched i mean as it came out a little bit later i believe yeah. um mistreated bride yep oh and watching that the whole storyline is pretty fucked up but <laughs> but at least she was like okay just this one time right like instead of the no 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 it was mm-hmm. okay, okay just this one time but at least but they gave a, her reasons and, why she said yes yes at least yes. out of consent <laughs> Her, right, yeah. that, forced consent, but consent. <laughs> well, you know what? That's a pretty big dick. I do want some of that. <laughs> True. But maybe you'll do. Yeah, let's do this. We'll do this. And and yeah, that's I would I would uh, agreed. And and there are there are anime. I've seen a couple anime uh, hentai that are that are purely consensual, or they're the opposite side of the spectrum where the man is the one that's desired. And the the women are seeking out the man, like the harem style anime. So it does, it does exist. But again, it's it is it's rarer and harder to find. Just few and far between, right? Or maybe we can have our, our listeners tell us about the ones that yeah we recommend. No, by all means, if we're wrong, guys, let us know we're wrong because we are certainly not <laughs> infallible. And I I this is just our experience in our some odd years of life. And our our ability to find the material, which, as have you heard over episodes, sometimes not the easiest thing to do. And then we're also looking at a specific era too. So I mean, we're still know. yeah, we're still investigating the whole late eighties, early nineties stuff. So nothing in the two thousands. We're looking for yeah. So those are those are difficult, and those are also if you think about the era that that is like what was going on, how people were feeling, you know, anime and books, movies, everything they reflect the feelings and thoughts of people there. So if people felt like they weren't being heard, they weren't allowed to express their voice, they weren't they were having things taken from them, then of course you're going to see that in hentai, you're not going to have a voice. Things are going to be yeah. taken from you. If this is the you know, you're you're whittled down to nothing. So putting that into perspective, it's a little depressing, but <laughs> No, it's true. You know? It's true. So I have a suggestion. So this is not a bash hentai. No. What are some funny things that you guys found out? In- I mean, like, okay, look. So Venus 5, we talked about, right? Like, that's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's rapey, but it's cartoonishly so in the sense of, you know, these 
silly monsters and bumbling things and, and it's it's rapey but it's it's also kind of funny like I, I found it pretty funny i liked uh devil hunter yoko i thought yeah devil hunter yoko was was a fun one uh for its time it wasn't it wasn't hardcore uh so much but but it was kind of funny how this girl is is roped into this like generational lineage of of demon slayers and she wants nothing to do with it and the, of course the demons are all rapey and want to get it get under her pants and she's trying to like keep her virginity intact because it's like an important part of what it is for her slayer role and all this it's silly it's like a riff on buffy the vampire slayer kind of but uh with a an asian spin on it and i i found that one pretty funny but i mean again thinking about stuff that came out in that era it's it's not it's not so easy for me to think of any you know these no I'm, I'm trying to think back now too and it's like Wow, a vast majority was actually handled by Central Park Media's uh, Anime 18 label, and a lot of the stuff that we had access to in the early 90s was literally the extreme stuff. That's what right. they put out. Right. And it, it, it became... And tentacles. Tentac- lots of I tentacles. Say, it was lots of tentacles. Lots of tentacles. Um, I mean, that is the cliche for hentai. If anybody who thinks no, of hentai, they think of tentacles, right? Absolutely. Who was the company that released the, the soda? It was Tentacle Grape. Tentacle Grape. Tentacle Grape Soda. I mean, come on. That's funny. It's clever. So, one of the things I found funny was when they showed, like, the transformation and they eventually transformed into their demon. Even yes. though they look more alien than demon, though. <laughs> I think there was a there, there's a difference between alien and demon, right? Um, but it was it was the dick that had teeth on it. Yeah, that one that one got me too. I was like, whoa! I was like, who? Where? How did we get to this point? <laughs> so I want to talk this this one with teeth, not just like the whole mouth. Of, what the fuck are you gonna do with those teeth? <laughs> to to be fair. There is, and I, I just, I mean, if you've ever spent any time looking at even just a light spattering of the kinds of kami or in Japanese history, they got some crazy ass demons and monsters and stuff. Like, there is some wild shit in, in the stories over there, the folklore. So you say a dick with teeth, and I'm like, okay, because there's just like so much crazier shit over there you know so <laughs> yeah I, yeah venus 5 i would have to say has changed my viewpoint on sailor moon transformations because because <laughs> <laughs> i'm watching that and then and then you know the sad part of it is that there were some of the the sailor uniforms that i'm like i wonder i think i might have seen that as a cosplay somewhere like i, I like Unknowingly. my brain just went and i was like i think i saw that character in one of my at one of my conventions and, then I was and you like, just wrote it off as bad sailor moon cosplay when they were actually <laughs> yeah. excellent venus 5 cosplay <laughs> right then i'm just like oh i can't do it but then but the the cat still gets me it's like that i don't cat. i never knew that you can make a cat uh, human anatomically correct you know it was just so it was very I'm odd anything like that the thing about venus 5 is that it's it's clearly a porn spoof, right? And, and porn spoofs are successful in the sense of the, what they're trying to accomplish. They're making fun of the absurdity of the show that they're, you know, part of. Like, just like live action, you know, this ain't I Dream a Genie and whatnot. So it, it, in that sense, it's very successful. 
this is funny. Like you're laughing your whole way through it because you know what they're doing. And and they're very self-aware of that. And I, I can appreciate what they were doing with it. So it's, I get it. That's probably the only, the only genre that ever made it stateside during the, the 90s that worked was the spoof, right? Because everything else was, it was either you were spoofing something that they'd already seen. Or it's something hardcore. Or it was something really hardcore. That whole, I love the point that you said about the whole uh, Devil Hunter Yoko was spoofing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I was like, damn, that's not yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. I, and I'm probably wrong. Like, it's pr- probably Buffy came second. I can't remember when it premiered, but the two storylines are very similar in nature. So it's kind of just coincidentally funny. I don't know. But I. It, it may have been before the series, but, but after the movie. Movie. The yeah. actual movie. I think you might be right. Yeah, the movie is 92 for Buffy. There you go, Vic. Buffy, Devil Hunter Yoko. Fact-checking man. The researcher. That's it. <laughs> the guy in the chair. <laughs> Yoko is beat it by a couple of years. This oh, snap. 1990. 1990. So there you go. Yoko was first. So maybe that's where Joss got all his inspiration from. Um... <laughs> And <laughs> which is a whole other topic we're not covering oh. today. <laughs> and another thing I did not know, Devil Hunter Yoko was produced by Madhouse. Oh. Same guys behind uh, Ninja Scroll. Well, I mean, that it kind of explains the quality of the work because it, it is one of the better looking series. It is one. Like Toho. <laughs> so, was it really? Toho? That's funny. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't think of any other examples of of ones that and I mean, there are so there are things about like or even the Blue Girl, right? The Blue Girl hentai series about uh, ninja sex ninjas is the best thing I can come up with. It's the best way to describe it, right? Sex ninjas, and their whole point is they they sex demons until the demons don't want to kill. So they're just like we're gonna fuck them till they're tired, and then we save the world. Yay! Um, even that is approached from a comedic standpoint. It's never taking itself seriously. That's a comedy, so it's a little more easy to forgive some of the sins of these these shows when it's a comedy because you know it's sort of being done tongue in cheek. Um and and to be fair tongue in cheek, okay. <laughs> and to be fair, like a show like Laboo Girl, the characters know the role that they're getting into. Right? Like the the main character is like, by the way, you come from a long line of sex ninjas. We're gonna teach you how to fuck demons until they don't want to kill people. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? And that's so she's very much aware of her role in this story, whereas something more extreme like Cool Devices is absolutely not the case. It, I think that's my stance on this is it's more anything that came over as a parody or sort of a comedic spin on a on a subject was probably the closest you were going to get to something that I, maybe would be acceptable. I don't know. Well, you also have to think about it with the fantastical nature, like uh, Venus 5, you know, you're not going to have a, a right. thing with a mouth coming at you in real life <laughs> and if you did that person needs to go to the hospital i really think they might need to go to the hospital the you know and and exorcisms are not done that way with the ninja style so uh, it's like yeah. we can kind of sit there and go <laughs> I, I feel like we're having to tell people this that you're right hey i just want to make sure in case you did not know this is not hey you know what Brian, though? people need tie pods so yes we need to tell people this yeah, so I think with all things, like if it's fantastical, it's a little easier sure. to do. It's kind of like um, when you read uh, the Bodice Rippers, 
mm-hmm. books, you know, because hentai is not the only one that has those kind of questionable natures, you know. Sure. You have your bodice rippers, you have your supernatural bodice rippers, and hentai just goes, okay, well, we're going to make it animated and see what you <laughs> think about beer. that. <laughs> <laughs> and then so people go, oh, that didn't really fit with my imagination, but okay, let's go, you know, that type right. of thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Well, yeah, the, when you say fantastical, I, I I look at it as a varying degree. Like, for instance, if you, the whole porn where the pizza guy comes over and, oh, my gosh, I don't have no money. Let me just suck you out. I mean, and then the 70s music kicks in and. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is magic. That is fantastical. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's the pe- so they just need to animate that. They need to animate the pizza guy. <laughs> yeah. Every, I mean, oh my! I think they did that with Family Guy. <laughs> now, now, now to Brian, Lynette's, Lynette's right here in this sense. Now, think about this. That's something you can film, right? So, it's animation is generally used to show a version of something or to show a story that that filming is just ludicrously impossible. There's just like no way we could do it. So, we're going to animate this version of a story. Because making a movie of it would be a hundred billion dollar budget, and the Avengers movies don't want to fuck, so they they do the cartoons, and and that was that was the whole reason. Do you imagine if that glove was used for something else? Right. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is the hint I think we should be having. <laughs> <laughs> Two in the pink, one in the stink. Um. Anyway, that was my James Brolin. Um, so the point, so yeah, they used animation and that was anime in general. The whole genre was birthed from the idea of we're going to make, tell these fantastical stories that you can't possibly make live action versions of. So the fact that the hentai product is also that like, it's, you know, yeah. Okay. That's, that's on par with what you would expect because it's literally how these things came around. That makes sense when we come, when we're speaking about. Uh, the blue girl being inspired. Sure. But again, Cool Devices is real, <laughs> except for like two episodes. There's no fantasy oh, I, there. <laughs> I, I think because we use see women who get sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. And the <laughs> fact that they decided to use that as a, a fetish. Right. Yeah, they decided to use it to get people off. They, they made a whole episode about human trafficking and you're supposed to get aroused by that. And it, it's not so great. No, no. And I would, I would love to have a conversation with anybody who, who made it and say, how did we get to the point where we said that, like, the same way we revere the, the people of Super Dimensional Fortress Macross, we revere them for their art style and everything they do. But here, we're like, wait, we're pumping the brakes Rightfully so, the public breaks say, "Whoa, what made you think that this was going to be okay?" Right. At what point? Was there ever a point where nobody on this project came in and said, saying, um, no, we should not be doing this." I'm it. I'm it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like they just boils down to cultural differences. No. I mean, you can't even call it cultural differences. But no, they- I was gonna say, make your argument, Vic. Make your argument. What do you mean cultural differences? Well, I mean, it goes with everything. I mean, look at, you know, U.S.-based animation through the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and even today. Mm -hmm. 
and compare that to Japanese equivalents. Japanese equivalents always pushed a little more. You know, they were a little more open on certain subjects or on, sure. on a lot of subjects. <laughs> but here, it's like, yeah, no, you can't mention, you know, anything perverse. You can't mention death. You can't do this. You can't do that. And so it's culturally different. So when it comes to the direct-to-home market, the Japanese side just took it to the extreme. It was just rare to get that greenlit here. Well, over here, you're watching TV and, you know, I Love Lucy, a married couple sleeping in two twin beds side by side. Right. And that was our level of what was okay to be visually seen on TV. Sure. And obviously, countries were much more advanced and comfortable in their own bodies. I mean, you see that in Europe all the time where naked bodies is just an art form. It's just who we are. It's just what we do. Right. And as Americans, we were shunned for doing that for so long that it took a while to be comfortable and have nudist colonies and, you know, have people. I would love to do it. But even here, we still have that stigma. No, I, I, I agree. We do. The stigma still exists. There's still a strong conservative uh, presence here in the West. And that, that does drive a lot of how content is censored and, and, and released and distributed over here. So I agree. Remember the movie Eurotrip? Like they talked about how the West, they're like, all, you know, it was, started by Puritans who, you know, left to get away from the sex. And there's some truth to that, right? And all these, you know, our whole society in the West was formed on this uh, puritanical ideology. And it's made it really hard for people over here to progress sexually. And uh, it's led to a lot of people going underground with their sexual desires and, and fetishes and, and whatnot. However, is that the problem? Is that is that that we're... So society is like a needle on a compass or a needle on a, a, a dial. Is it that we are just not to that part of the dial? Are we are we over here in the cold and we haven't gotten over to the hot yet? Is that what this is? Or is it or are we not crazy? Or is it that this content really is the extreme and we should be questioning why it exists? And why did it exist in the 80s and 90s? Like and if it if we're not wrong and it isn't that, then where was the rest of the content? Where was the other stuff? So is that it? Are we, were we, are we just not there yet as a society, so we just don't understand this? Oh, I would have to say it can't be that. It can't be that we're wrong because of the fact that if you, you have to look at the reactions of the women that they, that they drew, right? Mm. Nothing foreign or magical of embarrassment. It was they were embarrassed. They drew them that way. The same way they could have drew, drew them, I really want this, or something like that. They drew them being embarrassed and ashamed of their own body. So you can't be that far because we were doing the same thing. You need to be ashamed uh, of your sexuality as well. And apparently that was across the board. And that's not something that they were, they didn't draw that for us to feel that way because that's the way we feel. That's how they portrayed it in the video. Am I making sense of that? Yeah, it's in the sense of it, it is, it, it all really was very predatory, wasn't it? Let me say it right? Sure. Right. Now, when you look at honor, across the scale, you have the samurai, right? So you, sure. have, you can have a samurai and everything that they stand for, they lose, they're going to commit suicide. Right? That is a completely different level than anything that we normally experience over here in terms of soldiers. I mean, it's 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 fictional. Like, that's not how they were, but I digress. I see your point. But that's, that's what that they... That was how we viewed them, right. though. 
So that was our perception. So here we are dealing with sex, and they had a wonderful opportunity to show us how they view sex from their lens. Mm-hmm. This the message that they were giving us. So is that is that a question of society, uh, Japanese society? Like I know that that women uh, in Japanese society, and probably in that era, I can't know. Some historian can tell me I'm an idiot, and that's fine. But it was like a whole women have their place situation over there, and it took a very long time for women to be respected in the workplace, to be respected in society, and generally there were it was a seen not heard kind of situation, and and that whole predatory stance the the domination of the delicate little flower thing that they kind of do in all these anime do do you feel like that's that like it's just this extension of that societal position they had over there i don't know but i'm I'm just gonna throw this term out there don't know if this exists or not cyberpunk geisha i feel like that's a thing thanks to masamune shiro but you know (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying a cyberpunk geisha even Pris, when we were talking about Pris and Bubblegum Crisis, she has more European, uh, that, that more 80s punk rock, you know, saying that's her style. What do you feel then, like Japanese? I see what you're saying. Okay, fair. So that's to say now, also, like with Japanese, uh, Japanese, well, hentai in general, like a lot of it is, isn't, it's not cyberpunk, right? A lot of it is, is set in modern day Japan, right? Like a lot of these situations are, this is this is happening in the school down the street. That girl's getting gang raped by tentacle demons. So they, because they're writing their world, right? It's kind of like how, how Stanley always wrote about New York for comic books. He wrote about New York because that's where he lived. That was his world. He knew that world. So they're writing about their world. Yeah, it's a fantastical version of their world, a corrupt morally perhaps version of their world but still their world. Am I wrong? It's, you're absolutely right on that. I guess what I want to know is, where's the nice porn? <laughs> I drifted on my point, but that's kind of what I like. Where, was it, weren't there people who were having good sex in Japan? <laughs> they were just like, we need some, we're going to make some of these movies. Claims their population issue. Right? <laughs> Jesus. I guess one, if if I could think of one positive, and I'm I'm digging really deep, is we're actually having an intelligent conversation about how old, you know, the older generation hentai doesn't, you know, can't really move forward in this era. You are absolutely right. And that's the only positive, thing, you know, just thinking of the I can't even say the cool one, cool you devices. know, yeah, cool devices just. Just thinking about that one, the only positive thing that I come out of it is, is we are providing an avenue of learning for anyone who's yeah. like, "Ooh, I heard about this on on this podcast," and we're saying, "No, don't go there." Maybe, maybe don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> an avenue of learning, not what to watch and why it should not be watched. Go ahead, B. As many people said, "Don't watch two girls, one cup." How people. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad I missed that. I I never got a chance to see it, so I'm thankful to this day that I haven't. So be thankful. Be very thankful. I, I wish for I wish for the unsee button back then. Yeah, never never go down that road. So so here's the question. 
if you had to deal with two girls in one cup of cool devices, which one are you watching? Two girls, one cup. Oh man, can I pick? Can I pick the episode of Cool Devices, or does it have to be the whole thing? The whole thing. I'll take the cup. Sorry, I'm I'm going to become a monk. (laughs) That's the. I do have I do have one question about Cool Devices. I was very confused. I had to fast forward through a lot of pieces because I just could not watch them. But the two episodes. Wondering where all the devices were. The two episodes (laughs) that you guys recommended to watch is there's the butterfly, and then there's the other one. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up. When we say we recommended episodes, I want to be very clear. That was because they were the simplest we, ones to watch. We were trying to pick the least worst episodes that Lynette could stand to talk about this series. And yeah. we, we told her Slave Warrior Maya. And what was the other one we told her? Yellow Star. Yellow Star. And, and Yellow Star is... Straight up underage sex trafficking and drugs. It's horrible. But the what made that one was but wait. So thank you for clarifying. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. You you had yeah, so you had a question, Lynette. The second the second one that was deemed safe for my netty brain was was it all in that girl's head? The main character girl's head? The slave warrior Maya? Yeah. Or were those three people actually real? Like nearing the end, I couldn't figure out if it was the three were real or if they were in her head because she was trying to save her own brain. Very big question. That's the, that's the only one that I ended with after I fast forwarded through a lot of pieces because I was like, yep, nope. Yep, nope. <laughs> yeah. so and then I got to that piece. Slave Warrior Maya was the one where the girl looks into a crystal ball, gets transported to a fantasy land, and can eventually grow a cock. Rubber clip. Oh, then maybe I watched the wrong one. Because you guys said four, five, and six. You might have watched the wrong one. Because that was... You might have watched the, uh, the other one. You, she didn't watch Slave Girl Maya. I think you watched the wrong one. Was it the oh. one where the guy looked looked like a Street Fighter character but had a butterfly on his face? I watched that one. That one was... Yeah, that was terrible. That one that you was, don't want to watch. That one was weird. <laughs> we, I, yeah. So that one, I, that one I was like, fast forward, fast forward. Oh, that guy has yeah. an anime head. And then I just kept fast forwarding. Yeah. That and then guy, it was like Gil, five and Gil six. Gil from Street Fighter killed a girl. Yeah, episode, yeah, episodes five and six were the next ones that I watched. And I was like, yeah, fast forward. Yeah. No, just gonna fast forward through that piece. No, just gonna fast forward through that piece. But then near the end, I was like, "Hey, man, was this all like in her head?" Was no, that's. I don't think she watched one of your. I watched yeah, the wrong one. Then you guys gave me different numbers. That's. Uh, uh, you totally watched. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We. I don't think. Worry, I think so we had I to fast forwarded through like 95 percent of the two episodes. I was like, that nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> I think I think you watched the worst ones. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you guys? This is good. Yeah, like I was watching it and I'm sitting there going, I'm seriously I'm sitting with my little remote going, nope. Oh. <laughs> I was I was sitting there going, why are they having me watch these butterflies? I don't understand. No, no, <laughs> that was the worst one. <laughs> I know it's one. She watched the snuff one. That she watched the, the butterflies. Box. Yes, yes. Oh. So I, I was like, I was like, why did they say this one was okay? And I was like, <laughs> was this, my one, this one's safe for Nettie brains? Uh, I don't know. I'm fast forward. It, no. it was safe if I fast forwarded and skipped chapters and got to the end where they hugged. And that was pretty much, I think like the happiest part was when they hugged. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> that was, that was not. Watch the one with the butterfly. It said, Butterfly. No, because that was in my notes. That was in my notes. 
Uh, All right, so I'm going to put this out there for anybody who thinks, who's listening to this, and if you're anything like me, you're listening to this and you're going, oh, now I'm going to watch it, because these guys know what the fuck they're talking about. I'm going to watch this. The only acceptable storyline is is the Slave Warrior Maya storyline, which has a shitty ending, by the way. I'm going to save you the trouble. It doesn't end. It's a two-episode arc. It's the only thing on there. I've, I've watched all of them now twice. I'm so sorry. It's the only thing on there that's... That's even remotely watchable. And because, again, kind of touching on what Lynette said earlier, it's, it's a fantastical sort of take on, on, on pornography. So it's not, it's, it's, no, it's not consensual because, of course, it's not. It's from the 90s and it's animated. But it's, but it's the most fantastical thing. So it's very, it's, it's kind of funny in the sense of that it is so absurd and, and fantasy-like. There, there's one part I have to say that I wholeheartedly agree with. And I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, hopefully you guys will join me and admit your truth. But when, so, <laughs> Slave, Warrior, Slave Warrior Maya, uh, there's a part where they uh, excite her clit to the point where it actually grows to the level of, uh, of a penis. I already know where you're going with this. Go ahead. And the first thing she does... <laughs> <laughs> She started sucking her own dick. No, I'm not sure if a, I should have. I, I don't know. I think I was better fast forwarding until the end of the butterflies. <laughs> it is absolutely not the key plot point, but it is something that happens in that particular story arc. Yes. But she goes and she just spends time just sucking her own dick. Like, it's, a, it's the Futanari um, fetish. It's the Futanari story, right? The girl grows a penis, but still has fully functioning vagina and whatnot. And she, then the penis is absurdly large. This girl's cock is as long as her arm and twice as thick. She's like being turned into a sex slave. And it isn't, I don't know if they like put the, the brain melting demon in her or whatever monster or whatever. But at that point she's got nothing else going on and she's just going to town on herself. And I've always said that I could suck my own. I would. I had this conversation with with my wife. She just put that out in the ether. <laughs> I had I had this conversation with my wife, and and she was like, "That's that's gross." And I said, "Listen, sweetie, I don't know what to tell you this, but every every guy that's ever had a penis has tried. This is just this is a cold hard fact." And she's like, "Or at least thought about trying, even they never tried." And she's like, "Are you sure?" I said, "I." It's at least one point in their life they've they've thought about it. Like, it's just, that's that's just the, it. Whole, the whole the whole uh, the, the whole urban legend that Marilyn Manson had two ribs. <laughs> yes, like, I remember that. Like you're right. I remember, I remember that. They're like he had ribs removed so he could do it, and he'd totally do it. And other guys like, oh fuck, no way. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Well, Joe, like, I'm so glad you're on with me on this episode. Oh, <laughs> This is there's no way we could safely do this episode with just Lynette. I, I, man, if we had an HR department, we'd be in that meeting. Oh, God. But I felt bad because he's watched all the shows for all the podcasts. And I'm like, eh, go enjoy your time. And then I decided to jump on the damn hentai podcast. So my intro, I mean, we've watched hentai together before, but my intro to the podcast was, yeah, I'm gonna sign up for cool devices. What the hell? What yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a feeling we're not gonna be seeing you again anytime soon, HR. 
<laughs> You're done with this show. <laughs> oh, man. We'll be covering far heavier and, and lighter and, and not rapey material in the future, I promise. Uh, great married couple. Fantastic. Debbie didn't come. <laughs> no. Debbie is not participating. Debbie walked in while I was wa- Debbie, my wife, walked in while I was watching one of these episodes. She knew ahead of time that I was going to have to be, you know, doing this. So she looked in on one, and I'm pretty sure it was the butterfly episode. And she walked in, and she's like, nope. Turned around, left the room. <laughs> nope. I'm done. So <laughs> I have to tell you, I, I, for many of them, I had my remote poised for like fast forward yeah. time where I was just like, yeah. nope, not going to do that. Nope. And nope. if you're and look, if you're underage uh, and you're pubescent and you're watching this stuff, the plot doesn't really matter. You could watch this shit on mute and you didn't care. But as an adult, I'm t- for me, plot kind of matters now. And uh, we used to. So yeah. And the nose echo in your head, like all you can hear is the continuous nose. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. You, you like I said, it's, as as I got older, uh, plot mattered. It's like I can't just turn on a, a sex scene because I I need I want a story. I want something, you know. And and this this now watching this revisiting this, I, I it does not hold up in any way at all. That's my. That is my closing statement on this one. Do not watch it. Don't bother with it. If you somebody says you should watch this, question your friendship with them, as I am now questioning mine with Brian. And, <laughs> and we're being no, we're talking about cool devices, right? Is that one? Cool devices. Oh, yes. Cool yes. devices specific. This entire episode is Brian's fault. No, I don't, no, no. It's not, it's not his fault. Not it's his, his fault. fault. It was his suggestion. <laughs> You know what this was? This was this was a dartboard of porn. And we're like, all right, we're going to talk about one. What's it going to be? Oh, cool devices. Whatever. I haven't seen this in 20 years. What's it like? And then, and like oh, fuck. Why. This is what that's like. Um, so that's my defense of you. But yes, it's if anybody's telling you to watch this, don't. I, it's, and that's my closing statement on cool devices. Or, But to, to close out on hentai as a whole, where it was in the 80s and 90s is... A far cry from where it is now, but maybe not far enough. Like maybe we need just a little more distance between those two uh, eras, and we could do with a little more fun in sex, especially animated sex. It's a format that lends itself well to have some fun, and and maybe less rape. It's just my two cents on that one. Right. Vic, I'm gonna uh, turn to you on this one. Hentai over the years. How do you think it's gone, man? <laughs> I don't know why you're going to me when Brian's the obvious choice on this one, but uh well we'll get there. I feel, you know. He's saving the best for last. There you go. Well, God, even you know, in the nineties, you know, our progression, you know, because Brian and Rick and I all grew up pretty much in the same area, you know, we knew each other in high school. It's like it started off where 99% of the stuff was the cringeworthy, extreme, rapey stuff. And as time went on, a few other genres made their way in, but it's always been still more of the extreme stuff compared to what you would normally find in the West. And as far as it goes, I know from experience when we went to Japan where, you know, the hentai section, you know, you had to cross the curtain and it's like this massively huge section, you know, about a quarter the size of the massively huge anime section in most shops. 
And so obviously it's gotten bigger, it's blown up, it's easy, it's easier to access nowadays as opposed to what it was back then. But has it progressed for the better or for the worse? I honestly couldn't say. I mean, it's still literally all over the place. I mean, if there's a genre, a subgenre, it exists. <laughs> yeah, and I think before you dig into everybody else's comments, I'll save you guys for a minute here. Um, it is talking, it's gonna talk a little bit, just a little bit about where it all came from, right? Because hentai is a is a genre. Um officially on paper it started we what we found out like the first one was sometime in the eighties, officially, um, with a Lolita title, which was not a great start, just saying. That's where you started with your genre. Might want to rethink things. But it's not only not the first. They had some feature-length adult films. They had A Thousand and One Nights, and they had uh, Cleopatra. Those were late 60s, early 70s uh, adult animated films. And, of course, in America and Europe, we had uh, you know like things like Heavy Metal in the 80s and all the boxy stuff uh, from the 70s. Wizards and, and Coonskin and all these other uh, movies. But... In Japan, it really kind of took off in the 80s with the Cream Lemon series. And uh, and that one, I don't know if any of you guys watched any of Cream Lemon. It's it's a bunch of like mini stories. Each episode is his own self-contained thing. And uh, they're not all horrible. I want to be clear on that one. So I guess that's probably because as I was talking and Vic was talking, I was thinking about, do I have any examples of things that weren't fully rapey? The Cream Lemon stuff is not fully rapey. If you can find it, it's not easy to find. The Cream Lemon series from the 80s, some of the episodes, some of the individual stories are not completely that way. So maybe that's the best I can tell you as far as... Even with that being said, there there are behaviors in there that you still couldn't really truly embrace. Oh, absolutely. Right. So it's the whole mother-brother, the whole incest thing. Sure. I didn't realize it's such a big thing over there, but it's it's a big thing over here too, though. Like I've seen a lot of of um of incest themed porn, and it's you know it's always obviously it's you know manufactured, but it's uh, thank God. But yeah, it's it's like a it's like a, a, a living out the fantasy thing, similar in nature to everything that Lynette had been talking about earlier with the more extreme fetishes. So it's but it is a, a pretty prevalent subgenre. There's like even in in Western adult film. Um, there's a lot of that. The non, the non-blood related siblings, I think. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're my stepbrother, or whatever kind of stuff. You're my stepson, like all that shit's like, it's pretty, pretty common, I guess. But go ahead, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, I, I said it. I was like, you're said your piece in. Yeah. I really wanted to find something where I could sink my teeth in fully without like, right. oh, you know, playing without the least amount of cringe possible. Yeah. You know, it's uh, and I mean, it, maybe that's just our nature. Maybe we're just not we don't understand it. But it it does seem like like there isn't a great deal of it over here. Import maybe it's just not imported. I don't know. Um, Lynette, I I'll turn over to you. Let's talk about. Tell me your thoughts about uh, hentai as a product uh, and how you feel about it over the years. I don't I I don't know you as well as I know the guys, so I don't know how much of it you had to digest. But um, I was mostly. <clears throat> My hentai was mostly via manga style hentai. Um, and of course, you know, being of a curious mind, I have crossed over to all versions of that type, whereas yaoi, hentai, all sorts of weird sure. stuff, right? I look at it, and, you know, it's not more, more like a, I want to be able to 
enjoy the story, like you said. Like, uh, Venus 5 was, I was able to ignore a lot of the other stuff because it was just so outrageous, you know? Right, ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. So I I found, like, those, those have become very popular in some of the conventions that I've gone to. There's big sections of the fantastical type ones, you know, the aliens and the demons and then the parodies and all those mm-hmm. ones. So while they're not... They're not the best. They're, they're still the, the dark corner of the room type places, you know. And uh, But I like it because we can talk about it. You know, it's a safe thing to talk about because you're talking about a cartoon. You're not talking about an actual snuff film, right? You're like, right. you know, <laughs> you know so you're, yeah. we like what we're doing. We're talking about cool devices, but we know we're not talking about a real person. And it gives us a, right. safe, a safe space to kind of say, you know, I really didn't like that butterfly scene. You know, that type yeah. of thing without us actually talking about something real. Yeah. And I think maybe because we understand as adults how material is produced and things like that, that it, at least for me, when I watch something like that and I think to myself, this is fucked up, I my brain immediately goes to who thought this was a good idea? Who made this? And did that guy get help? Because I feel for him. Now, think about it, though. You have, you know, first, who thought of it up? The team that actually drew it, the people that actually okayed it, you know, it's it's a, it's a not just one guy. The guy goes home and is like, hey, honey, how was your day? Oh, man, I was having a really hard time drawing this 16-tentacle demon penetrating this 13-year-old child. It was horrible. You know, I like that's, like, that's, I just described 27 different hentai films from the night. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's, uh, so I, that's how my brain goes. Anyway, um. So I, I, but I do, I do know what you mean. I see what you're saying. It's, it is escapism, right? Like all entertainment is escapism and into a world that otherwise couldn't be lived in. So I, I, I see, I see the position. <clears throat> Angel, I, you didn't get a lot of time to talk today. I'm sorry about that. I can never shut up. It's kind of my thing. But I do want to ask you directly. I, how do you feel about the product as a whole? Like hentai in itself? Do you think that it's, is it evolving at all? Or do you just feel like it's just more the same with like a lighter voice getting the way through every now and then? Carefully answer this one because I don't like doing generalizations. And I don't feel like I've had enough exposure to hentai as a genre all inclusive yet to be able to be like, okay, all hentai sucks. I'm never going to watch it again. I can say though, the effect that hentai was supposed to have completely drew me in the opposite direction after watching the ones that we did for the podcast. Um, it wasn't, I did not feel sexy. I did not want to have sex. I, there was no moisture down south. Like <laughs> nothing was going to happen <laughs> after watching right. those, you know, and then trying to flip over to, okay, let's go back to Pornhub and see if we can. Right. See if we can save this night. <laughs> um i just i couldn't even shift back into that that quickly because i was so mentally disturbed by what we had seen sure it's sad Uh, with you so if i were to give an opinion now it's not my favorite thing to watch because of the negative connotations of the storylines that we experienced and what i've seen so far um i haven't completely written it off um, Mm -hmm. but i do have to go into it somewhat guarded Because there's some deep, dark things that occur in some of those episodes. And 
my concern is other people watching it and it trigger a negative experience that they may have had um, right. in real life. Absolutely. And, and then to see that put into an animated entertainment form and how they would receive that information. So. No, you're, you're right. And we really I don't feel like we touched on that enough, but yeah, this is something that happens every day to, to young girls, women everywhere all around the world. And here it is being made as entertainment. And that's not, it's not healthy. It's not a healthy or uh, good thing in general, uh, which is why I, I, I tried to be clear about that before we started what we'd be talking about in my disclaimer. But I, I do think like we needed to touch on that a little more that this is, this can literally, you could be sitting down with your girlfriend, wife, and you're going to sit down and you say, all right, we're going to watch some porn you know, get get things started and you could start something that is absolutely horrifying and horrible for this girl who's gone through something dramatic that maybe she's never even spoken to you about. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a risk. And I think this kind of speaks to a different situation too. Before I get to you, Brian, I'm sorry. It's that when we were young and we were obtaining this material, there was no IMDB. There was no library of information about this content, right? You... You found the box art. If you were lucky, you found physical box art and you were able to maybe flip it over and kind of read the description and kind of get a feel, a beat on what it is you're about to buy. But a lot of times this was in a catalog and it had a half an inch thumbnail of a cover and three lines of text. Vague description. A very vague description describing all you knew you were getting is you were going to get something where somebody was getting fucked. And that's like all you knew. And you'd place an order through this catalog and you'd get something in the mail and then that's what you had. So I will say that in the sense of learning what it is you're about to experience is a little bit easier now. Certainly, probably a lot easier now, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's easier to filter. Like you can't just like there's no there's not a lot of easy ways to go into, you know, find hentai and be like, you know what, let's just get rid of all the rape. <laughs> like this just I don't want to see any tentacles. I don't want to see any rape. I just want titty fucking or i just want ass stuff or whatever it is your jam is like it's not there's no easy way to filter that i love what you said that uh, whatever your jam is you know if you like jelly yeah you want some preservative you want some jam you want food food sex do your food sex yeah, yeah. but but good luck finding your food sex without rape <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> and and i i think that that's it's worth noting that if you are as an adult or a young adult you're hearing the show and you want to explore this idea is remember what you're getting into and be conscious of the person you're with. Be conscious of your your lover or your attempt, you know, the person you're attempting to have a romantic relationship with and know that what you're about to show them might be something that they're not even ready to let you know about. It could be something horrible for them. And so it's it's kind of scary, really. It's just I don't know. It's my two cents on on that bit of information. So, Brian, uh, I turn it over to you, my very dear friend. Let's talk a little bit about hentai, where it was, and and where we are now. And are we are we feeling better about it? I feel um, we, we we've talked about this many times. Hentai has allowed us to be accepting of many different things. You know, I love the fact that we're able to see where our line is. You know, um, we could be. When I first thought of us having this conversation about uh, of us actually doing a hentai episode, 
I thought it was going to be much more lighter than it was, than, than it is. And I am I terrified of the conversation that we had today? No, because in my lens, I have two daughters. And I would, if any of the shit that happened to the, the characters in the hands that happened to them, I would have lost my shit. I don't even want to, I don't even want to use the excuse of I was young and I didn't know what I was looking at. Because I, I, I knew, but I'm so glad I did not develop any negative, um, no negative habits in my, in, in my sexual expression as a, as a result of watching this. I don't know how many people can say the same thing. And if you did, maybe now's the time that you admit it to yourself, I may have a problem. And I can go ahead and see if I'm getting help. Blame it on cool devices and butterflies. I don't. Uh, maybe. <laughs> but I, I, I love where it started because it gave, can't look at it as bad because I am open to so much shit. You know, yeah. I'm not judgmental about so many things that even now in today's society, we, we've already had conversations about between us and we already knew where we stood. Whatever. Do what you want to do. Right. But when it comes to, I know where my line is. Derogation? For. Um, rape? No. Um, snuff? No. I don't want it. I know where my limits are, and I wouldn't have ever known that if it wasn't for him. I don't know, man. I think you're being a little hard on yourself about your youth. We were young, and, you know, we were we were exploring, uh, but we weren't we weren't attuned to the subject matter as much as one might think you know what i mean like we we watched all this stuff we've seen it all did it affect us did it turn us into rapists and snuff murderers no no it didn't um we had the wherewithal to not be these those kinds of people but at the same time we we were young right we were experiencing and and trying to find ourselves sexually emotionally uh whatnot and it's and i don't i don't agree i don't think that we i don't think that we were fully aware of what we were watching I don't think we were full. We had the wherewithal to completely understand the repercussions of what was happening. Well, for instance, right? I'm not a gangbanger, but I sure listened to Gangster Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, right? Vic, he 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 he's not a serial killer, but he sure loved him some Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> I don't know what one has to do with the other, but sure, why not? <laughs> there are so many people I know who have gotten lost in the media that they. We're listening to. Mm. I'm glad we did not get lost in this one. Is what I'm trying to say. No, I, okay, that's huge, and and, and I, I agree. I think that uh, that it is important for anyone listening to the show. If if you're listening to us and 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 catching what we're getting at here, that you know maybe it is a, a good opportunity for you to self evaluate and you know seek out uh, help. Would you say? I mean, it's yep. I encourage you to if you feel like you've picked up some questionable habits based on this material that you know, reevaluate just remember that that sex should always be consensual it should always be um fun for both people regardless of the process by which you're having it and it's important for that to be remembered however many people you're having it with at however many times you've had it however many hours. <laughs> right however many and everybody needs to consent to this process and and be having a good time. Otherwise, yeah, you're just being cool devices. Anybody else have anything they'd like to add? I think we. 
I love you guys. We love you too. I'm so glad we were able to talk about this. This is so cool. <laughs> I do too. And I and I I promise next episode something lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not often when, you know, we can all get together and have, like, a legit, serious conversation on anything. Right. And it's also good to see that we were pretty much unanimous in our opinions on the subject matter. Indeed. There is the, the there is good hentai to be had. It might be a little harder to find, but it's out there. So, persevere. And we will look for, <laughs> if we find it, we will come back and inform you of it. <laughs> That's right. We'll do a follow-up with good porn. <laughs> Well, folks, that's going to be our show today. In lieu of our usual routine of, of handing out social media handles, you can just access our link tree, our website. All of those things are in the show notes. If you found us, you probably know where to find those too. Uh, so until next time, I don't have a witty end for you. We'll just keep calm and carry on, everyone. You've just been privy to the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd presented by Geek Grotto. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Geek Grotto. For show notes and corrections, or for general geeky fun, you can visit our website at geek-grotto.com. If you would like to sponsor the show, you can do so on the podcast's Red Circle host site, redcircle.com slash shows slash M-M-M-A-N. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, please like, follow, and subscribe.